What's up, Bulls Nation? You find yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt, joined as always by Big Dave. Up on today's Hello. show, you know what it's time for, y'all. We told you we would. It's voicemails. Time to hear from you, our fellow Bulls fans, on that text voicemail line 3319791369. Big Dave, you ready? So ready. Let's go. You heard the man. Let's go. You are locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked Up Bulls, part of the Locked Up Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. My hoodie arrived today, Big Dave. Yeah, I'm so proud. It looks Love so it. nice on you. Oh, it, it looks dude, so nice on you. It looks so clean. I cannot <laughs> wait to wear it way too often. <laughs> you can follow us at Locked Up Bulls, by the way, or hit us up on that text to voicemail line, 331-979-13. Six nine. Lots of fun topics today. Uh, Big Dave, shall we start? Yes, Let's get into it, Matt. I'm so excited. You know, these are my favorite things to do. Let's get into it. That they are. All right. Here it is. Kicking us off is Dave Collin from the 847. Hey, guys. What's up? This is Dave Collin uh, from the 847. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, so, Colin, just after the news broke with the James Harden, Ben Simmons trading. I just wanted to, like, I want to get your perspectives on this because I don't understand why so many Bulls fans are freaking out and asking, like, oh, this automatically means the Bulls are screwed and there's no way they're going to compete with either team. Like, I actually take a different perspective. I don't think for the short term for this year that this actually helps those teams as much as people think. For one, you never have seen, like, a big this-sized midseason trade work where it immediately turns a team into a championship team right away. It takes time just to build chemistry. Two, like the James Harden, Joel Embiid thing, that's going to take time for them to actually build any sort of chemistry. Like, he's such an isolation player. He's never played with a big man like him. I mean, Dwight Howard doesn't count because Joel Embiid is way more skilled than he is. And James Harden actually taking possessions away from Embiid, who is their dominant player, is going to be a problem, and it's actually going to hurt that team. And then I think on Brooklyn's side, you know, with Kevin Durant out for a while, Ben Simmons is going to have to take at least a couple weeks to even get himself in game shape. And who knows what kind of shape he's in, not to mention that supposedly he has, you know, there's other things going on with him. So, like, do we even know when he's going to come back and play? And with them already free-falling as is, and Tyree is a part-time player, I actually, like, I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs at this point with this deal. Mm. So, I don't know. I actually think that this, in the short run for this season, kind of benefits the Bulls. Next year is a different story, but I don't know. Just curious to get your thoughts. Go Bulls. All right. Thanks for calling in, Dave. This is interesting, um, Mm -hmm. Big Dave. And I think he brings up a couple of fair points. Um, about, you know, the, the mid-season trade and something this big working right away as opposed to maybe needing some time to adjust. Um, the most recent, you know, I was trying to think back, like over the last few seasons of NBA history where, you know, a contender made a pretty significant trade at the deadline that impacted them making a deep run or winning a title. 
And the name I, I kept coming back to is the biggest one I can think of is Mark Gasol going to the Raptors midseason 2018-19. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Mark Gasol at that point was a three-time All-Star, but did not have an All-Star season that season split between Memphis and Toronto. Certainly, like, you could make the argument that the Raptors don't win that title without the services of Mark Gasol. But mm-hmm. I think Dave has a point in that sometimes when those massive, big-name, big-star trades go down midseason – it, you know, it, it doesn't exactly go super smoothly out of the gate. What do you think about that? First of all, uh, let me congratulate Dave on having an absolutely phenomenal name. Your name is just <laughs> incredible and it is special. And congratulations for having that. I'll see you at the meeting. Um, I was so with you with everything you were saying. And I mean, I was with you. I was like, wow, these are great points. That's great. Right up until you said the Nets ain't going to make the playoff. That's that, when you said that right there. I, I don't know if you heard me groan, but I groaned right on that part because I was like, ah, I can't, I can't go with y'all now. I got to get out the car. I got to get out the car now. I got to get out the car. <laughs> Pull but, over. <laughs> it was such a fun ride. But dude, everything you were saying is so accurate and so true, though. Let me start with that part. What I agree with you, especially with Philly. Philly, I have less, I am less fearful of. Uh, having James Harden uh, for the reasons that you you stated, for some of the reasons you stated, uh, definitely him taking possessions away from Embiid, but it also, for me, really hurts them defensively uh, because losing Andre Drummond and Curry, Curry's not a world beater defensively, but he puts in effort on the defensive end. And Drummond can put, Drummond's a great rebounder, so, you know, that's his defense. And he's a solid shot blocker as well. And he eats up minutes for Embiid because remember Embiid would take those long breaks. Doc Rivers will allow him to take really long breaks and they never really missed a step, you know what I'm saying, as far as how they were running their offense. So I think it would take a hit in that sense. Uh, I know guys might want to throw back uh, Fiebel at me, you know, and people like that. Definitely, that helps, but losing that hurts. Getting James Harden does not help your defense, is, is my point. And he's going to be out there in that fourth quarter, and that's going to hurt you. And I, and I don't know what James Harden's going to look like in the playoffs. We, ha- we haven't seen him be that dude uh, in the playoffs his whole career. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, the Nets, though, that's interesting because you're right. I, I can't think of big, huge uh, midseason trade that garnered, like, okay, now your guys are in the championship. Now we're doing it. Like, I had to think back, maybe like, and it wasn't even a big trade, but remember when LeBron traded everybody on Cleveland? And, right. And, you know, like, and, and the, they made it back to the finals. Right. And it went right back to the finals. Was an accomplishment mm-hmm. considering how much of a mess that Cavs team was that season. Correct. And a complete mess. You know what I mean? But they traded everyone. And the people they got back, he put them together and went to the finals. But they weren't colossal names uh, or anything like I think, was Kevin Love in that trade? Uh, yes. Okay. That was if the Love same was year a- that like Dwayne Wade and Derrick Rose were also Cleveland Cavaliers for the first half yeah, of the season. Such a weird season, man. That was such a weird year. And um, yeah, so that that's the only one I could think of, but it's not no major colossal name. Like Ben Simmons was a major colossal name. And you're right. He hasn't played all season long. He's got to get reacclimated. Here's the benefit, though, that I disagree with you on uh, as far as Durant not being there. That does nothing but help Ben Simmons. Because that gives him playing time and more time to acclimate to the team and find out where everybody likes the ball needs to be. You don't need Kevin Durant on the floor to find that out. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. When he says, give me the ball, you give him the ball. He he does whatever he wants. Ben Simmons needs to get acclimated with everybody else on the squad. And having Kevin Kevin Durant not being there helps him immensely because now he can be that floor general and the guy who, you know, is calling out everything and finding out where everybody likes to be and needs to be on the floor. So I think that helps them in that sense. But 
dude, your points are valid, Dave. Like for real, your points are super valid, and you you have me rethinking this. You really do. I, I think your points are valid, but the, not making the playoffs though, I can't roll with you on that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's right in the sense that uh, I think a lot of Bulls fans kind of freaked out too much about the fact that on deadline day we didn't make a move and and that move happened. Like, oh, the Sixers and like Nets, both teams got so much better because they both dealt with a star caliber player who wasn't happy where they were and got a trade that they wanted. So theoretically, you know, you have a checked out Harden in Brooklyn and you have a not anywhere even close to the court Simmons in Philly. Assuming both go, okay, give him my jersey for my new team and away we go. It makes both teams better. I don't think it's that simple at the same time. Um, does, does having Simmons out there to defend, to distribute for all of the shooters that that Brooklyn team now has, in addition to KD and Kyrie, they got Seth Curry. They got, you know, Harris, if he comes back, they got Patty Mills. Um, like that is, that is a fierce, fierce team. Uh, led by Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. And B- and Beaton Harden possibly becomes the biggest two-star duo, maybe not just in the Eastern Conference, but the entire NBA. Mm. Um, mm. So, yes, I, I agree with Dave to a point. However, <laughs> Philly and Brooklyn should both be scaring people right now. Yes, Abs- yes. absolutely scaring people right <laughs> now. Uh, appreciate the call, Dave. Thanks for checking in. All right, moving on. Next up, it's Will from the 779. What's up? This is Will, too, from Denver. Um, so, Big Dave, I love you. Matt, I love you, too. Uh, here's some questions I got, or a question. Zach Levine. So, Zach Levine's out uh, for a little bit of time. Our offense is looking awesome. Um, I posted a question on Reddit, or Bulls Reddit. Kind of saying, you know, like, Zach Levine's out, but, you know, our offense has been rolling. It's been looking really good. And uh, I think our offense is really – as a very – there's some other people who are like, yeah, you know, Zach Levine is – he's prone to turnovers. Uh, Boots plays like shit when he's on the floor for some reason. And, uh, yeah, he's just – I'm not missing him at all. And, you know, maybe he gets his knee sur- or, uh, surgery on his knee. Maybe he takes some time off. Like, I don't care. Like, I know we're shorthanded and, uh, we need, you know, we needed bodies on the floor, really. And that's what we're going to be missing. But we're not missing his defense. And his offense is like, I don't know. He's not going to be turning the ball over. He's not going to be taking dumb shots in the fourth quarter or, I don't know. It sounds like I'm hating on Zach Levine. I'm not. I love Zach Levine, but I love the way our offense looks, and I think that has something to do with him not being on the floor, which is going to be really unpopular take. But uh, I don't know. I want to. I want to. Hopefully, you guys can kind of understand where I'm coming from. And uh, about that. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Uh, all right. So. Will broke up a little bit there, but I think we got the gist of it. Big Dave, yeah. I want to let you take the first crack at this one. <laughs> Oh, thanks for uh, actually. Thanks for that message, Will. Uh, appreciate that, and I appreciate you going against the grain on some things. Few things, few things. Um, it's not. I don't think you're hating on Zach Levine, but I do think you're underestimating Zach Levine, and just how really, 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 really good he is. Uh, you talk about the offense now. Look at the offense of when the Bulls were healthy and what that offense was when Zach Levine was out there on the floor. This was a this was a top ten offense. 
in the, in the NBA, period. They're still, they're going to be that. They're going to be top 10, top five. That's what they do. They score points. Where I vehemently disagree with you at is not missing him on the defensive end. You definitely miss Zach Levine on the defensive end because he has improved immeasurably defensively. And having his body out there, uh, being an irritant, you know, because I'm not saying Zach's a world beater, but Zach is an irritant now. And you can't just uh, dismiss him on the defensive end. He helps make your team better because also when he was out there with everyone else, this was, you know, I know, I know, trust me, I know Caruso and Lonzo have a ton to do with it, but Zach was also out there as well when they were a top 10 defense is what I'm saying. Um, but Zach Levine not being out there on the floor doesn't make you a better basketball team. Like, uh, in, mean, in uh, you mean the guy who was just an all-star? Yeah. Yeah. The, the two-time the all-star is yeah. an all-star. Yeah. The guy better we just with saw him the on the court game. than off the court. Yeah, you're better with that. That's what I'm saying. That's well, why it's a wild take you got there, Dave. It's a wild, <laughs> wild take. I got to meet it right there, Matt. I had to meet him in the middle. <laughs> I had to meet him in the middle right here. You know what I'm saying? Because I really think he's underestimating him. Like, he speaks of the way you're speaking of Zach. And I don't know if you really feel like this, but how I hear it, you speak of him as some role player. That's how I hear it. You know, like, as a role player, a dude averaging, you know, barely 20 points a game. Who they can, you know, do things without. This is a dude who can drop 50. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. You know what I'm saying? This dude is a standout. This is a dude going for a max contract for a reason. You know, because this is Zach Levine, man. This is a this ain't no chump at all. You're not winning without Zach Levine. I think Matt has said that a thousand times. I think I've said that a thousand times. You're not winning without Zach Levine. So if Zach Levine's healthy, you put him out there on the floor every single night. Period. That's just what it is. Zach's, you ain't winning without Zach. That's the bottom line of it for you. You ain't winning without Zach. Yeah. Um, look, Zach's numbers are down a little bit this year. Um, gee, I wonder if that has anything to do with the arrival of the insanely efficient DeMar DeRozan, who Zach wanted to come here to help him. But in Zach, you're still talking about a dude with a PER above 20, a true shooting percentage above 60, averaging 25, 5, and 5. I mean, how is it that your team is better with that guy off the floor? Um, I, I just, you know, not to beat that point to death. And I admit there is some validity to some of the things Will is saying, uh, you know, so I'm not going to go scorched earth on him here. The, the one thing he pointed out, though, that I want to address is the whole Vooch thing. Vooch playing okay. like crap when Zach is on the floor. Mm-hmm. I do not think that there is a necessarily direct, you know, this for that correlation there. Mm-hmm. We all saw Vooch struggle this season out of the gate. The slump, the missing bunnies, and and not even hitting his his mid range open looks, yeah. let alone his three point shots. Yeah. We talked about whatever possible variety of reasons there could have been for that, and yeah. uh, adjusting to a significantly smaller role in an offense than what he was used to in Orlando. And even yeah. though he came over at the deadline last season, adjusting to once again completely new sets of teammates and circumstances than the yes. Bulls that were last season's Bulls, which are not this season's Bulls. At all. And that taking some time. Uh, are there fewer shots and fewer opportunities to feed Vooch when Damar and Zach are both out there getting their shots? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what you have to hope now is that when Zach comes back from the all-star break with this clean bill of health, or at least as close to it as possible, knock on wood, that you appreciate what Vooch has done in this recent stretch mm-hmm. where Zach has either been playing not at 100% or not playing at all, because look at Vooch's numbers over the last dozen games. He's averaging like 24, 13, and 4 
All right. Mm -hmm. On, on above 51% shooting from the floor. And that's what we asked of him. When Mm -hmm. Zach is out, when DeMar is out, be that second guy. I'm not, I'm not like worrying right now about Vooch's production, like slipping other than the bulls now have three stars instead of just two when Zach is back in the fold. And I don't think that, look, maybe it's a silver lining that we've seen both Kobe white and IO DeSumo develop some solid chemistry with Vooch on the offensive side of the floor in pick and roll and pick and pop opportunities. And perhaps Billy Donovan saw that over the last month or so and said, okay, I can do some interesting staggering with Vooch and those guys who will now be coming off the bench instead of starting so that everybody gets to eat. Zach gets to eat. Vooch gets to eat when he's playing out there with Kobe and or Ayo. There's a way that all of this works that does not involve the Bulls being better without Zach Levine. And the other thing, Matt, please remember this. When Zach Levine is on the floor, who was the one person that was trying to get Nikola Vucevic the basketball all the time? It was Zach Levine. He was the one always going inside, trying to get that man the ball and get him off, especially to start the game. He was always getting him the ball. So, no, Zach doesn't – Zach, and I hate that he has that kind of thing about him. And I'm not saying you think this about him, Will, but I hate that he has that stigma about him, uh, Matt, that he's a guy that's, you know, got to get his – got to have the ball. You know, he's got to go score. You know, he's got to take all these shots. He, he has to do that. He wants to do that's his thing. He's never been like that. He said this. He's like, I don't care. He's like, dude, I don't care if I score three points. I'm trying to win. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes winning means I got to score 40. You know what I mean? But I'd rather, you know, my other teammates get off and do that thing. Hence what you see DeMar DeRozan doing and him being very, very happy about that. But yeah, he's the one getting Vucin ball. He's the one trying to get him the basketball and get him off early on uh, to start the game in the post, doing things of that nature. So trust me, you're, Zach Levine on the court makes your basketball team better, period. That's just what it is. Yeah. All right. We've got more calls to get to. Uh, thanks again, Will, for calling in. You're not totally crazy. Uh, that, no. that was an interesting idea. I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> Very kind. Uh, we got Matt in Waukegan on deck and then more calls after that. But first, today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. So much basketball. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, for baseball. Are we nearing a deal? Fingers crossed. Pretty please. And boxing and UFC. All of your coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline betonline.net it's where the game starts all right dave you ready for the next voicemail oh always let's do it here's matt in waukegan yo matt big dave what's going on guys it's uh matt from waukegan you know hoping you guys are doing well staying warm staying healthy in the chicago winter man i'm driving in the snow as we speak but i just wanted to keep it quick uh i think we're you know coming up on a mailbag soon and um you know, you think about uh, assigning Tristan Thompson um, and, you know, all the guys getting back, including Pat. What will that bench lineup project to be if our starting lineup is 100% healthy? Because we have Caruso going to be on the bench again, Jared Jones, Javante, Kobe, Desumu, Tristan Thompson. You know, we got 
what is going to be the plan? You know, I don't think uh, Billy's going to want like a 12-man rotation. You know, so when it comes down to it, how do you think that uh, that that might play out with all the guys, man? Because I would hate to see Io and some people lose minutes. Uh, but yeah, let me know what you guys think. Uh, I think that's about it. Wait, wait, real quick, Dave. Dave, I heard you mm-hmm. the other day say you don't watch The Voice, and I'm actually surprised. I'm not big into like the major networks, you know, late night shows, NBC, ABC, all them shows. But The Voice is actually kind of wholesome, man. And the way you be singing the jingles, I'm actually kind of surprised that I think you're the wholesome guy who will love them wholesome jingles on The Voice, man. But, you know, <laughs> let me know, man. Get back to me, guys. Love you both, man. Take care, for real. Peace. Thanks for calling in, Matt. How about that, Dave? We got a we got a Dave calling in and a Matt calling in this week. That's, oh, my uh, God. I love awesome. how you're in my brain. Dude. I love how you're in my brain. That's literally All right. exactly we'll, what I was we'll schedule. We'll schedule the Matt meeting right after the Dave meeting concludes. Uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you this. The only way I'm ever watching The Voice is if Big Dave is a contestant or a judge. <laughs> Look, man, I've never been into that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never been into, like, the network television uh, make a star uh kind of thing like that's just never been me like american idol i i've never really watched the only time i watched american idol is when they would do the auditions and you know because i would enjoy simon cow you know flaying flaming and you know really laying into some of these people and destroying their hopes and dreams because they were terrible singers but then also seeing some people who could really 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 truly sing but the voice you know it just felt like part two of something i didn't really watch enough of part one of you know what i'm saying like i was like i don't I didn't feel like watching it. I didn't care to watch it. I've seen little clips and, you know, things online, you know, dealing with the voice and things like that. But I've never just sat down and watched it. But I appreciate you thinking my voice could end up on that kind of show. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, interesting thoughts here from Matt. And I also wanted to give a quick shout out to Charles and Crystal Lake, who also called and left a, a voicemail with a very similar question about Billy's rotation and what it might look like as we get guys back. And in particular, Charles was talking about the playoff rotation mm-hmm. and, and playoff mm-hmm. rotation shortening, looking at Billy Donovan's history with his five seasons in OKC, starting from that one year where his first year overlapped with Katie's final year, and it was the KD Westbrook uh, Thunder experience, then through to the Westbrook, Paul George Mello experience. And then you had even, you know, the final uh, playoff run that nobody saw coming with Chris Paul uh, at the helm. And throughout all of that, I went and looked at, you know, uh, box scores and, and stats for all of those different, you know, Billy Donovan playoff runs. And his 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 rotation fluctuated quite a bit, actually. There were some games and some nights where he would basically only go six. Like he would, he would play one guy off the bench and play that one guy 35 or 40 minutes. And then, uh, you know, like two minutes here, three minutes there. And then there were some playoff series and some nights in some playoff series where he would, in fact, uh, go, you know, nine deep, maybe even 10 deep. Um, obviously, uh, as Matt pointed out, a lot of this depends on matchup, Dave. Oh yeah. I, it is kind of overwhelming when you think about it, isn't it? What the bulls have looked like over the last month. And then thinking, okay, we're we're hopefully knock on wood getting Caruso back. We're getting Lonzo back. We're getting Pat Williams back. We just added Tristan Thompson. Whose minutes are getting cut? Who's going to get minutes? Where where do you begin with that outside of okay, starting five? Lonzo, Zach, Damar. Is it P dub when he comes back? And then Vooch. And then if so, who's off the bench? 
Well, first of all, this I love this question because it's my favorite problem. Uh, it means everybody around your team has been playing very well. You know, I, it, I'm glad it's not an easy decision to make to just say, you know what, this dude stinks. I need this dude to carry up and get back so we don't stink anymore. No, we've been good enough to say, you know what, you know, make sure, make sure it's good. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that leg or that arm is feeling right because our team is still, you know, being uh, serviceable and they're still being a good basketball team, being one of the best teams in the East, actually. So as far as rotations, Matt, uh, I think definitely it will be situational. But guys like uh, Javante, Io, uh, Caruso, Kobe will definitely, for me, be in that rotation. And Derrick Jones Jr. I think the ones you can kind of move out is uh, uh, Tony Bradley and Maddie Legend. I think oh, those well, two. That, sure, that's a given. Those are you know, hey, there's no need to be this disrespectful to the legend. He didn't do anything to you. He didn't do nothing. He's All he's right. done he's done plenty to me. Oh no, oh, go. Oh, you know what? He's going off. He's going off on Thursday. I can't wait. He's going off on Thursday because he still got time. You see, he still got time, man. He still got time. I'm telling you, Maddie Legends. Oh, go off one time so I can just lose my mind for you one time, sir. Like the great Ryan all. We don't have legend. we don't have time for this day. <laughs> but man, like I, I I think those will be your your solid nine for your rotation. And then you know, you won't see guys like Malcolm Hill as much. You know what I'm saying? You just won't see Matt Thompson, you won't see Tony Bradley. But then Tristan Thompson, like the Bulls are super deep now. And this is so exciting. Like, this is what's great because now you can base it situationally. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, who matches up better against this team right now? That's what we're running out here. Who's having that game, that game game, this game? We run them out there. Like, games like, do you remember the game when Io fouled out? That's, that's the thing of the past when everybody gets back. Because if he gets in foul trouble and he's not having that good game, okay, mm-hmm. bet. You know what I'm saying? You go chill. I got Caruso. I got Kobe. We can run that out there and be, and be all right. You know what I'm saying? And be okay while you get it together. So I think that's what was very, very good and very, very key about this is if guys are not having that game or guys are in foul trouble or, you know, they just aren't performing up to that ability, it allows them to, you know, go have that seat and, you know, get it together instead of just continuing to play through it. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's what's big. And the other thing, Matt, Billy Donovan has never had a team this deep. He just hasn't. He's never really had a team like this kind of deep. When you got Kevin Durant and you got uh, Russell Westbrook, go look at those. They weren't deep teams. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. the lineups were definitely going to be short in the playoffs because you're just like, well, Kevin Durant's playing all game and Russell Westbrook's playing all game. Okay, Mm -hmm. what's next? So it's not going to be like that anymore. And that's what's awesome. So this will be new to him, too. And when coaches have deeper teams, they're better. You know what I mean? Especially when you're a good coach. So these are all positives right here, but as far as rotations, yeah, I think those three, uh, Malcolm Hill, Maddie legend and, and, uh, Tony Bradley are the ones who we won't see. Well, that's just talking about guys not being in the rotation at all. I think the more important question is, uh, you know, even like even you say about minutes, even say, yeah, minutes wise, even say Donovan goes nine, right. Which in okay. the playoffs is a stretch. And let's assume for the time being that at least in the starting lineup, is a returned and healthy Patrick Williams. Not that he's going to okay. play super heavy minutes, but that he's starting. So that that's your starting five. Also right. assuming that Lonzo is back. Off the bench, Caruso, Javante, Io, 
Kobe. That's nine right there. And then 10 would be Derek Jones Jr. slash Tristan Thompson. Mm -hmm. That's 11 names. And you're not going 10 or 11 deep in the playoffs. You might not even go nine deep. So Mm -hmm. here's what I'm seeing. Derek Jones Jr. or Tristan Thompson, depending on size of your opponent, depending on matchup, will get spot minutes over Tony Bradley, obviously. I think Derek Jones Jr. sees a cut in his minutes, if not taken out of the rotation entirely. I think Javante Green, bless his heart, will take a cut in minutes substantially, which is not necessarily a bad thing because we've been playing Javante Green at power forward for like 35 minutes a night, okay? Very true. And again, bless his heart, but that's not ideal. And then the other thing that I mentioned just a minute ago, even if P-Dub comes back and he's back in the starting lineup, mm-hmm. I don't anticipate Billy Donovan saying after he's missed the entirety of the season, all right, right away, P-Dub, you're playing 30, 30 you know, minutes, 35 right. plus tonight. No. They're going to ease him back. They're probably going to ease a lot of these guys back. But the only guys that you know will be, you know, in that playoff rotation, assuming that they're healthy outside of the starting five. It's crazy to say it, but right now, the two that I feel most confident in being in that rotation are Caruso and then Javante slash Io with maybe Mm -hmm. Kobe in there. No, Kobe's in there. It's not a maybe. Kobe's in there. That's, That's a definite. Kobe White is definitely in that rotation. I agree with you on on Derrick Jones Jr. and especially Tristan Thompson taking those minutes because you're not bringing Tristan in to play 20 minutes. You're not even bringing him in to play 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? You bring him in to do what I want, which is be the goon and be the guy that, you know, kind of sets the tone and things like that. So he'll he'll take a cut in those minutes, and that's cool. Io's minutes will take a cut a little bit because I don't but think he's he'll okay because he's been averaging 39 Correct. for the last month. <laughs> Correct. And and he's still a rookie. And and he won't be playing as much in that fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? When it comes Patrick Williams too. Patrick Williams won't be in really in there that tough in that fourth quarter. Um, he'll, he'll be going with guys. He, you know, he trusts in that scenario in that fourth quarter. And we've seen his fourth quarter lineup. We know who he trusts. We know who he wants out there like that. And again, I'm big on it being situational. I'm big on like, okay, who's the matchup? Like who, who's going to be out there? Who are we going against? Cause that will determine everything and all of it but it will be harmonious. And that's how, that's what I'm big on when, when I say these things. I'm just big on how it will be harmonious and fluid because I trust Billy Donovan and Mo Cheeks in that situation to where everybody will get what they want because nobody on this team, that has, as you've seen, is selfish. Everybody is pretty selfless. Nobody really cares about you know the minutes they get. They just want to win. So when you got that going on, dude, this, this, is the, this will be hopefully – this is my hope that it will become a moot point because guys won't care what kind of minutes they get as long as they walking away with that W. But I agree with what you just said though. Like as far as guys getting discussed, like Derek Jones. Yes. Tristan Thompson. Yes. Javante slightly. Yes. Because like you said, of all the load he had on IO. Yeah. But IO Kobe Caruso Javante, they in there. They, those dudes are playing, man. It's uh, you know, it's crazy that, the bulls could be that deep again, knock yeah. on wood. And then like, you know, maybe, maybe it's silly to make the assumption that all these guys we think are getting back that none of them will have setbacks. And I, I'm not trying to put that, you know, evil on this. I'm just saying, thank you. Ricky in, Bobby. In, injuries, injuries happen. And the timelines that we're all optimistically looking at right now, what, what are the odds that Lonzo and Caruso and Pete up all return ahead of schedule or on schedule? I mean, 
or the odds are good, and, Matt. That's what they are. The odds are looking damn good. Or that, or that somebody else doesn't go down. You know, you never know. You never know. Wait, what, uh, what are you talking I'm about? Just saying, here. I'm just saying. I'm go just somewhere. saying. We oh, got goodness. 23 games no. to go before the playoffs start. Health is obviously always so crucial. Hopefully. Very, very crucial. Hopefully. Yeah. The, the positive trends that we've seen lately as far as some of these updates continue. And we do have a, you know, a, a good situation with the problem is Billy has too many options. Um, and, re- and remember also, though, Matt, Derek Jones Jr. wasn't wasn't getting that playing time either when the Bulls were fully healthy. You know what I mean? True. He wasn't getting true. like that. Right. And, but everything was still looking quite nice. Right. And when mm-hmm. they needed him to get in there, it still looked quite nice. So, again, I'm going to trust Billy for it to be harmonious. All right, we're going to try to get to three more voicemails. But before that, Big Dave. Oh, oh, y'all know what you want. You know what it is. It's time to talk about your favorite thing in the world. And that's car parts. I was at the dealership today getting my car detailed, getting some things done on it nicely. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't buy any parts. Why? Because I know where I'm going to get my parts from, y'all. And that's rockauto.com. Because I don't want to spend 30 to 50 or 100% more on the same parts that I could from that beautiful dealership. No, no, no. I go to Rock Auto. It's a family business serving those do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. It's prices that are reliably low for every single customer. It has all the parts that I'm going to need. Those tail lamps, those brake those brake parts, those, that motor oil, that new carpet. Whatever I need, they are going to have it. And you should have some of it, too. So why don't you head on to rockauto.com right now see all the parts that are available for your car or your beautiful truck and right locked on in that how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need say it for the other matt and dave on the voicemail that's what it's done like. Come on, the boys. Hit me up, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Uh, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we've got, uh, I believe, Marvin calling from the 214. What's up, Matt? What's up, Big Day? It's Marvin, man. Hey, I just wanted to say, man, great job on that last show before the All-Star break. Appreciate you letting the fans have a voice, man. You know, all podcasts around, you know, in other cities don't do that. I'm not going to try to make this quick because I want to say a lot. I want to look at this journey we own, guys, as a road trip with a family and destination championship. Picture this guy. You know, in a family, when you jump in a car, you're going to have ups and downs with the kids in the back fighting. They got to go to the restroom. So you get halfway there, which is where we are now. Wow. What do we do? What does the dad do? We fill up. Hey, guys, our guys are coming back. I think we're going to get healthy. We get back in the car. Everybody's eyes are gleaming. Destination championship. Well, here we go, guys. I really believe this team is well enough and built right that we can really probably get something like that done. Think of this, too, guys. You know, everybody's crying and arguing about uh, DeMar. Oh, and I want to say congratulations for the great ride first half for, uh, with DeMar. Man, come on, man. I can speak for a whole lot of people. It ain't many of us who believe he can do this, but we appreciate it. So what I say is this. End of the year destination championship. Can you picture this, guys? 
if we keep playing like this, winning this kind of games, we're not in order. We're not just in order for maybe a championship. Can you guys picture executives of the year? We keep winning like this, coach of the year, and then if we can win the championship, you know that old last main thing is given. It's called the championship. Then the MVP. Truthfully and honestly, if we can get this done, we could win every one of those rewards. And how will we feel then? All I'm going to say is this, all of us in Bull fans. If we don't, none of us thought we would anyway, so let's not be mad. Hey, man, I speak to a lot of podcasters all over the United States, not mentioning New York, but that's who I'm talking about. And those fans are nothing like ours. We are the greatest fans in the world. I want to say let's keep our heads up. Let's support our team, man. And let's get to this destination. And you all know what it's called, championship. But, Matt, Big Dave, I feel you guys do a great job. Keep it up, man. Appreciate you giving the fans a voice. Holler at you. Destination, guys. Championship. Go Bulls. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Marvin. Appreciate you too, man. Um, that is amazing. That is a fat dose of positivity right there, Dave. Um Wow. Look, I I think if the Bulls don't even win a championship um, but finish this regular season in a 50-plus wins, top four seed in the East kind of respectability, absolutely you're going to hear talk and probably votes based on that talk uh, in the manner of Arturis Karnaschovas, Executive of the Year. I think he is probably a front runner right now for the way that this Bulls team is going. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can maybe throw Billy in the coach of the year uh, conversation, given the fact the Bulls are where they are at the all-star break with all of the guys that have missed significant time. Um, we'll see again, uh, the last 23 games will have a lot to do with that, but there are a lot of amazing candidates for coach of the year this season. I, I still am where I am in that DeMar is not realistically fighting for that MVP award. Um, and again, all of these awards are regular season awards. So if the Bulls make some amazing, spectacular playoff run, and DeMar's doing his thing, that has nothing to do with the MVP vote. It's a regular season award. And I think that there are significantly two, at least two candidates that are dist- that have distanced themselves from DeMar DeRozan in that conversation. And I don't care if you don't believe in metrics, but people who vote do. And for that reason, DeMar is not a realistic candidate to win the award. Get significant votes? Yes. But win the award? No. Sorry to be that truth teller. Um, Big Dave, I feel like you you and Marvin maybe have a little bit more overlap than than my, Marvin and myself. What did you think about his thoughts? Uh, first of all, that was amazing. That was just really great. Uh, your voice is special. I hope you be doing some podcasting too, brother. You used to do some true crime podcasts, for real. Um, that'd be great. Um, I, I don't want to crap on what he said because I like what he said. I don't necessarily totally agree but with it. You know what I mean? I feel him like destination is definitely championship. That is the road we're on. That is what we're after. It's a road that we got on that we didn't know we were going to get on. That's the best way I could say it. Um, I don't think my, well, I'll speak for myself. I didn't have the bulls, um, where they are right now at the right. all-star break. I didn't have championship aspirations uh, coming into this season. That wasn't any of my goals uh, for this team. They have far exceeded my goals uh, that for this team, which means they have increased expectations, which is why 
you can say, yeah, we're, we're on the road of a championship looking at things like that. I don't think they'll get there. Uh, I would, again, I want to be wrong. I hundred percent want to be wrong. Matt does too, but that's not how I see it uh, for this team as far as how far uh, they can go, but I would like it to be that for sure. So I'm not going to crap on uh, that statement you made because it was so eloquently put. Um, but man, Matt, I feel him on, on the awards as far as executive of the year. I think Arturis is hands down the, the, the winner. Like, I don't see how it's not him. I, I don't think it's a maybe for Billy Donovan. I think he's a definite because of all the pundits telling them that the Bulls are going to be trash. All of them said that. Um, well, not trash or, you know, just not competing, you know, for Eastern Conference, you know, saying championship or, you know, at the top of the East or wherever, you know, you wherever you want to say the Bulls will end up. That's not where they are over the trajectory, the trajectory of what they're on right now. So those things have changed. And that's why Billy Donovan's definitely should be mentioned for coach of the year. I don't think he'll win it. Um, I think guys like Bickerstaff, uh, maybe Memphis's coach, uh, you know, Monty Williams, you know, I, I would look at those guys first. Uh, but Billy's for me is in the running MVP. I agree with Matt. Uh, DeMar is in the running. Yeah. You can say that he'll get some votes for sure. And he should. And I, for me, that's the win. Because again, Matt, he was called the worst free agent signing right. of the offseason. Right. So to get MVP votes after you were called that is a W for me. That is a straight up and down win. The the names he's being mentioned with as far as Wilt and Jordan for the records that he's breaking, it's all W's to me. These are all wins. Playoff-wise, though, yeah. I do, I, championship, I'll, I'll get in the car with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can drive. I'm in it. I'm in the car with you, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay if I'm the, the the grumpy teenager in the back who doesn't believe, you know, we're going to have a good time on this road trip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I'll be like, yeah, whatever, dad. And then usually the team, if we, we get there, the teenager's like, oh, I really did have a great time. You know what I mean? I hope to be that in the end. Like, wow, I had a great time and this is it. But the bottom line of it, and I keep saying it, Matt, just enjoy this. Okay? I agree with Marvel. You got to enjoy this, Bulls fans, and what the Bulls are doing this season, man. Because none of it was not expected. Even if you were the diehardest of the diehards, you weren't expecting this. Even if you thought they'd be in first, you didn't have DeMar DeRozan dropping 38, 45 every single night. You didn't have that. You know what I mean? So I'm enjoying this game by game, and that's exactly how I'm taking it. So, yeah, like I said, I, I'm in the car with you, man. I hope it's a deuce and a quarter. I'm in the car with you, and we're going to ride. You know what I mean? But we'll see where it ends up. All right. Uh, thank you again, Marvin. Appreciate the call. Let's hustle through. We got two more to get to, Big Dave. We're going long today, but we haven't done voicemails in a while. So Let's do it. who cares? Uh, this is uh, calling in from the 251. All right, guys. Love the show. Um, I was just thinking about the, the playoff matchups as we, we get closer and closer to it. Um, if we happen to get Milwaukee, for, for example, um, I believe that they would put Giannis on DeRozan, and that would be a big problem for, for his game. Um, if that happens and then they put Drew Holiday on, let's say, Zach Levine, uh, just kind of leave the other ones to, to kind of do what they, they do, um, I think that would be a real problem for us, and that would definitely be what I would do is put Giannis on, on DeRozan. Um, if we happen to, to meet Milwaukee, that will be a, a big problem, I mean, other than Giannis himself. I want to see what you guys think about about that as far as the matchups and um, where do you think we'll be seated once the uh, the season ends? 
All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for calling in. Um, look, I, I don't know about you, Big Dave, but to me, this is a let's cross that bridge when we get to it kind of question. Um, I'd, I'd say based on the way the standings are right now, it's very unlikely that the Bulls see Milwaukee in the first round. Yeah. So let's let's worry about you know winning our first round playoff series. But uh, he does bring up a fair point. It, you know, if Milwaukee decides to put Giannis on Demar, uh, you know, I'm I'm having nightmare flashbacks back to the 2011 Conference Finals when LeBron took over <laughs> guarding Derrick Rose, um, and we all saw how that went. Bulls uh, win game one by a zillion, and then exit in quick in a quick five. Um, that. that this this is a Giannis related question where really the only answer is to shrug, cross your you know cross your heart, close your eyes, and hope for the best. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay, I think I think putting him on there, even when you compare it to Derrick Rose, the big difference is Derrick Rose had no one else to pass to. There was no one else who could carry that team, but Derrick Rose. That was it. I'm gonna call Keith Bogans oh. and tell him you said that. <laughs> hey, man, give him my number too. <laughs> But um, I think yeah, I think that's the biggest difference. Uh, but for me, with Demar Derozan, see, Demar is so crafty and his footwork is so disgusting. And Giannis likes to draw. Giannis likes to get fouls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Giannis putting him on Demar Derozan. I see a lot of fouls being called on Giannis. Honestly, I'm not saying he won't pro- be a problem for him defensively. He's defensive player of the year for God's sakes. So yeah, he'll be a problem for it, but he'll he'll have like some fouls, and Demar will get to that free throw line because that's what he does best is draw fouls. So to for putting him on a dude who draws fouls consistently and a guy who always gets fouls called on him, that could work to the Bulls' advantage. Honestly, putting putting Drew Holiday on Zach Levine, uh, yeah, I could see that being because it's Drew Holiday. But then, like you said, letting the chips fall where they made with the third. Yeah, but my third is a dude who Matt just told you is having like 20 plus 14 and four over these past few games. So I like that. I like my odds on that too. And even when we played them, that was just a knockdown, drag it out uh, kind of game. And the Bulls bench is going to be key in all of this, which is what we just talked about, about the minutes and things like that. It's going to be key in all of this because they are deep. So yeah, but I, DeMar, DeMar on Giannis, he's going to get some fouls on Giannis, bro, for real. Yeah, I mean, it, it, obviously it's a tough matchup. If the Bulls see the Bucks in the playoffs, we're all going to be sitting there being like, oh, dear God, well, let's roll the dice and see what happens. Um, yeah, let's go. <laughs> but the fact that we're talking about, you know, maybe a, a second-round matchup with Milwaukee or, you know, oh, my God. You don't want to get ahead. You don't want to get ahead of yourself. Right, right exactly. Let's, uh, let's take this one game and, and, and one playoff series at a time. But, yeah, there will be some matchup problems if, we face, if and when we face the Bucks. <laughs> but as Dave pointed out, the good news is the Bulls have a lot of options and yeah. and and you could argue considerably more firepower than that team yeah. that went to the conference finals in 2011. Ooh. All right. He's got a point. He's got a point. All right. <sighs> We've come to it. The final voicemail of the episode. This one comes to us from Brandon in New York. Matt and Big Dave. Big Dave and Matt was good. It's Brandon from New York. Um, loved everything about All Star Game uh, weekend except for that slam dunk contest. Uh, in ad- addressing this upcoming stretch that we have coming up for the rest of the season, second half, uh, I need everybody to chill the hell out. 
just like I don't care about our record against top teams. Like when you're a top team and you're playing without the guys that make you a top team, what are we assessing? What are, what are we talking about? Um, until the bull, the Bulls are very much like the 2004 Detroit Pistons. We're we're the sum of all the parts. We can't beat anybody um, with just Zach and Demar. Although it would be a lot easier if Billy Donovan would play through Vooch in the post, uh, that would be great. Um, but on a regular basis, at least. Uh, but these next couple of games, like I'm just not placing that much significance on them. Like, yeah, the the other teams may be, you know closer to, to full strength, but we're not. And when you're a team that's built the way that we are, like, I'm I'm not really worried about any of these teams towards the end of the season. When we start talking about P. Will, Caruso, Lonzo, um, even Javante getting a little bit healthier with his time off, um, what they do in terms of stopping the ball and applying pressure and their – you know, defensive IQ makes everything easier. There's a reason we were smacking teams uh, to start the season, and it was because they were doing what they do. And you add Tristan Thompson, and now uh, the defensive IQ goes up a little bit more. Um, so, you know, I just want Bull fans to be chill and realize we may lose some games, but when you're built the way we are, we just can't. We just can't beat quality teams missing our guys. Um, other than that, see Bulls, see Red, go Bulls. All right, thanks for calling in, Brandon. Big Dave, what do you think? Yeah, uh, shout out to Brandon for that message right there, man. That was that was really awesome. Breakdown. And it, it sounded like, Matt, these last two messages were, like, for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the positivity of Marvin and then hearing um, what Brandon is saying here. It's, it's a lot of the things I've, I've been saying all season about. How I did that for relax. you, my friend. And, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Good looking on that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm riding your wave on that, Brandon, Um, as far as Bulls fans need to relax. But I will say I do have concern that they haven't beaten any of these teams, even though I know Thank you. Uh, they haven't been healthy. I get that. But it's some of those teams haven't been healthy either. Like when we lost to the Heat, again, like I said, when we lost to the Heat, it was some dude I really couldn't even point out to you if you show me a picture of him right now and said, dude, I give you $8 million if you tell me this person. I'm just going to be a broke ass because I don't know who this person is. He dropped like 20-something on us, and he was killing us. So they got Matt Stroop. I got Max Stroop over there balling. You know what I mean? So they're a concern. You know what I mean? Like, And they lost to that team. And then, again, don't get me started on Detman and what he did to Vooch. So that's a concern. Um, getting destroyed on national TV as many times as we did, you know, kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um, the way we played against the Bucks, it was good. It was a hard, fart, tough game, but, you know, we still came out on the losing end of it. And I know we, we got to see our team healthy. We got to see everybody there. And then we'll have a, you know, we can better say, okay, now we can go against them now. But <sighs> I hear you, but I just don't like the fact that we were not only losing to these teams, but getting destroyed. You know what I'm saying? By these mm -hmm. teams, even though these teams weren't fully healthy either. You know what I mean? It's not like those teams were just had all their pieces when they went up against us. They were missing some guys as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I hear you, man. I'm, I'm rolling with you on, you know, I'm not here to panic or, you know, 
freak out on anything like that. And I think the Bulls have a great chance of going really deep in these playoffs and things like that. But the fact they haven't beaten any of them, I can't dismiss that as not being a concern. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, look, I, I did like Brandon's comparison of, hey, you know, maybe the Bulls have a little bit of, you know, the 04 Pistons in them where, you know, they don't have any of the mega stars, you know, top three kind of player in the league but they are significantly better when you add up to some of their parts than they are as individuals. And that we have seen in small glimpses when this team is mostly healthy, just how effective they've been with, you know, a, a top five offense and even a top 10 defense that uh, the, the, the key five of Lonzo Caruso, Zach DeMar and Vooch have a net rating of plus 12.5 in their whatever 15 games and about a hundred minutes on the floor together this season. But I am concerned, you know, because guess what? Like you said, Dave, uh, these other teams, everybody's been missing guys all season long. Everybody went through their Omicron wave where they had half a team and then the other teams have been dealing with injuries to keep players. The Bulls are six and 10 at the all-star break against the other top seven teams in the East. As of right now, that would be Brooklyn, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Philly, Miami, six and 10 against those seven teams. Against the top four in the East and top four in the West, removing the Bulls, so top four in the East being Miami, Philly, Cleveland, Milwaukee, and West being Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, Utah, the Bulls are 2-11 and against that group of teams. None of that makes me feel super warm and fuzzy inside. (laughs) Doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence. Yeah. Hey, remember in 1989 when the Bulls got swept Oh, and six against the Cavs in the regular season. And then MJ did that thing where MJ was MJ and the Bulls win that series game five buzzer beater. It's not like there aren't examples of people flipping the script on how do you fare in the regular season against the top competition? And what does your playoff run look like? Mm. Heck, the Bulls swept the Heatles in the regular season in 10, 11. They did three and oh against the Heatles in the regular season. And they lost they in five. All right. Yep. So I like don't put too much stock in any of this, but I mean, it, it's not like I'm skipping through a forest right now, being like, yeah, who cares that the Bulls have those records against the top teams in the in the league? Uh, you're gonna need to show me something. And guess what? The opportunity is staring them in the face because this last 23 game stretch is a freaking nightmare. Oh yeah, and and it's not like the '90s Bulls mentality. Because in the 90s, Matt, I didn't care who beat the Bulls in the regular season. You weren't beating us in the playoffs. That, that's how I felt. Like, I can't remember about your regular season victory. I mean, when Utah swept the Bulls. And I was like, you ain't beating them in the finals. We haven't built up that kind of cachet yet for me not to be concerned that we haven't beaten these teams. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we have to build. I had, I had championships to fall back on. You know what I'm saying? With that team. I've seen them do it. I've seen it happen. You know what I mean? So I had that to fall back on. We're having a good season. I can't I can't just dismiss that, you know what I'm saying, uh, we haven't beaten any of these when the teams we haven't beaten are teams that have went deep in the playoffs the previous year, are teams that have championships under their belt, you know what I'm saying, have all this, all these star power and things under their belt. For us coming into our first year as a unit, as a brand new team against these squads right here, uh, we could ease, but I'm not, I don't want to just damp, damper uh, anything that you're saying, you know what I'm saying? Because I think you're right in a lot of what you said. I mean, even even I can even and I know people hate this comparison when they compare the Bulls to Phoenix, 
But I, you can see that. You, you can make that comparison. You're, or like you said, the 04 Detroit Pistons. You know what I'm saying? Because um, they were just the better team. You know what I mean? The, Detroit wasn't the most talented, but they were just the better team. You know what I mean? And then they had, you know, those kind of stars built around that and things like that. So the Bulls are definitely talented. They're a top 10 offensive defense when healthy. They got an MVP candidate on their squad. They got an, two all-stars. They got a, a guy who, if he kept playing like this all season, could have been an all-star. They got true two of the best perimeter defenders in the game today. I mean, they got a lot to be happy about. We got a lot to feel good about, man, but that concern is real. That's just not, you know what I mean? I can't gloss over that because because that concern is real that we haven't. And other, let me say, because I know we're going over, but it's not that we haven't beat them at. It's just we haven't shown, had good showings and when we played those teams, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what would help me more too if I saw a really good showing in those games and maybe lost by one or something like that. No, we getting smoked. <laughs> you hey, man, we, only, team, bro. we only lost by three to the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> case this right. You know I rest my case, y'all. I rest my case. I will yeah, never, yeah. ever forgive Malcolm Hill for that, ever. So <laughs> what gambling does, kids. Makes you hate people on your favorite team because <laughs> you couldn't win somebody but go, to bet, on, but go to bet online but anyway. go to bet online <laughs> immediately go to bet online and bet on the chicago bulls don't, just don't do it like that dude that's all yeah um all right thank you brandon for calling in um thank you everybody who called in sorry if we couldn't get to you this time please try again next time 331-979-1369 is that number where you can send us texts or leave us voicemails like the ones you just heard all right we got one more episode on deck for y'all this week bulls finally back in action the season resumes bulls hawks thursday night we will have a friday episode for y'all breaking down the results of that bulls hawks contest until then you can follow us on twitter bulls underscore peck bow b-a-w-l sports and at locked on bulls see red be good peace out